Brian, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, hi, my name is Brian. Uh, this is my cohort, Peter, and you're listening to A Little Snack. A Little Snack. Wow. You didn't even practice that. Oh, wow. What is uh, the snack? It's, it's what, say again? Is it, what, what is the snack? Is there a different snack each day? Uh, no, there's, <laughs> well, really, it's um, what the Lieutenant Eckhart, uh, actually, no, it's what uh, Jack Napier says to Lieutenant uh, Eckhart in Batman. Oh. Uh, brought, you, brought you a little snack, Eckhart. And, uh, he gives him the back money. Being as uh, Peter and I, um, I guess until maybe a few months ago, both really enjoyed Batman the movie. Uh, <laughs> Peter, much less so now. He's kind of uh, turned his back on the greatest film ever made. Whoa. But, but uh, we both really enjoyed Batman for a long time, and so we thought that was like a cool thing. Mm. Uh, now, since he kind of hates Batman now, I, I don't know. I'll have to come up with something new, I guess. Some, yeah. some new movie to name it. <laughs> I'm, giving I'm giving Peter hell, of course, because, you know, he... He, he has seen Batman recently and has probably appraised it more accurately as, a, as an older man than I have. Uh, I, still, I still view it through the eyes of my 12-year-old self when I saw it back then. So, yes. Um, but anyway, that's, that's where the name comes from. Ah. So you guys don't need to adjust your AirPod Maxes, which would be delivering Ooh. tomorrow. We do have another person on the podcast this, <laughs> this week. That's true. <laughs> uh, this month. Um, some of you uh, may know him, some of you may not. His name is Paul Zimmons. He's a friend of mine from high school. Hello, Paul. Hey. Hey. I'm here. And, I, uh, I made it just in time. Just in time. <laughs> um, he, he's uh, since moved on to work in computer computer and sciences industry and also video game industry and probably back to computer sciences. And we thought we'd talk yeah. about what the, what, what the status of the gaming world is and all sorts of other relevant stuff. And just have a little treat for you guys for the holidays, because I know you're tired of hearing about us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No. Oh, I just just oh. to say, it's um, I, I never got this in, but it, it's it's uh, it's Monday, <laughs> December December fourteenth, twenty twenty. Oh um, man, just just a very short while away from the holidays. But yes, uh, we're we're happy to have you, Paul. Um, thanks, thanks for joining us. No. Um, yeah. So uh, we're all pretty. Um, uh, excited about video games generally, yes. and you have you have quite a good bit of knowledge about it. I still remember, um, uh, I, I guess I don't know if t it was talking to you or just like hearing from Peter things that you had mentioned about like you know virtual reality. Oh yeah, um, and talking about the um, uh, Bioshock. I think that that was that was the company you you had worked for for, yep. uh, for a good bit. Right? Yeah, I worked for uh, Electronic Arts for six years, and then I worked for. Uh, the people who made Bioshock for around nine months. Oh! <laughs> oh. Hey! Oh! Hey, it, it was just nine months, huh? Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and and w which of the three games did you end up working on for those nine months? Oh, that was... So they were doing something after Bioshock uh, Infinite. And so then they were kind of thinking of an idea. And yeah. it was mostly like... The only stuff that I got was, um, you know, uh, Ken Levine. He was the, the kind of the main, the main creative guy there. He's, he's kind of yeah. gone on to his own studio so we sort of like um, was thinking about like something with robots and trying to make some kind of addition, like a new game with that. But okay. it was kind of like, uh, it was kind of weird because like towards the end, like I was having lunch with some of the guys. So the engineers guy, so the, the engineers have, have formed their own company disbelief and they kind of do a lot of contract work. They've done a lot of um, 
stuff for Gears of War 5 and things like that. They, they are experts oh, okay. on the Unreal Engine. They've used Unreal Engine their whole, well, not, not the whole time, but I mean a lot of the time. And um, uh, we were having lunch. And so they're like, they're like man, I think he's going to shut the studio down, man. And it's just like, <laughs> I was like, you're so full of it. This is like Bioshock Info. This is game of the year. This is like yeah. like 30 awards. This is the game. I, I played this game like three months ago, and I was so impressed that I decided to move to Boston to come hang out with you. And then I was like, eh, it's like, this can't be. And so then like, like literally like two weeks later, then they're like, oh, man, I don't know, man. I'm like, what? I think he's going to shut down the studio. I'm like, you guys are nuts. He has 130 people already here. And then, I mean, and then literally like one day they they come in and then they're like basically saying that they had this big, they they had this this big like, uh, uh, and uh, like, I I think it was like the day before they had this big cake and they're celebrating the release of this. And it was like, um, uh, it was, it was great. And then, like the next day they come in and they're like everybody take a packet <laughs> they're, like, oh <laughs> they're like i'm like what are you out of your mind and like yeah we have a bunch of people coming in and like and basically all these people from take two and other studios like that were like in the building and like like nobody like knew what was going on and like the guy who was my boss was like sorry man and i'm like thanks and like that's this is it and so then like uh you you basically went in and then you kind of like like it was it was just like you were just super confused and so then like you you had like uh uh you took a packet then you you went around to like people that were that were at different studios and they're just like oh yeah we're working on like this like you know like 2k basketball or something like that and so then like oh, wait a minute so they had like other studios there for you to interview they were like yeah yeah well so they had two things it was nice i mean so but i mean it's like it's weird because like you're literally like like just dumped and then and then it's like it'd be like like hey you know it's yeah you think you're coming in to do some work and in fact you're starting to interview the interview process yeah and And, that sounds like a terrible (laughs) terrible rude awakening and it was right around i think it was february 18th or 19th my birthday is february 19th so it was like happy birthday drop that yeah, congrats. <laughs> yeah, and that's when I I I have been going out with so Eric. It's it's like having a you know a, a Super Bowl winning team and then just selling it off for parts. Exactly. Well, so so, I, so yeah. what what was what was happening? It wasn't just the the whim of this creator, or or was it? Uh, it it was it was I think there was it was kind of weird. Like if you look back on it, like the guy who was like the the CTO guy of the studio, he left, and then like. Um, I get the feeling like the people at the top there kind of like, you know, they had just gone through this long process of making like this Bioshock game and they had made the other Bioshock game before that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think kind of at the top, there was a lot of like tension. I, I don't know. I was not, I, you know, I'm just coming into it, but these guys right. have obviously a long history. And so then, um, yeah, it was, it was bizarre. And so then, um, I, I had no idea, like, like kind of like what to do. I just knew that you had to start looking fast. And then I was like, man, like, I don't even know if like the game industry is, is kind of like, I still like to do all the, all the stuff of the game industry. Like the place I'm at now in VT mock, they don't, they, they don't do games, but they do like simulation, like whatever for anybody. So it's sort of like the elements of a game, but without this enormous 
pressure of trying to deliver right. a game and without the fame i guess that's the other part oh, yeah, in obscurity. so, so what's, what sort of simulations do they do uh they do like military simulations they do civilian stuff they do like satellite things so i mean there's no game per se this is much more like functional stuff but the elements like the sound physics the graphics you know like our team you know you have all the teams there but they're just they're just working on stuff like that is it training right training stuff or yeah stuff or mm, like you're saying no. simulation so, so i mean you create something to show somebody this is what happens if a bomb goes off or uh yeah there's some there's actually like craters and stuff like that is a feature that we worked on so yeah like there's some <laughs> stuff where it's like, a, like there's a bomb going off so get the hell out of there but um yeah it was uh i mean this stuff is like a, a tank simulation uh what else was there there's like uh uh i don't know like like anything you want satellites they had some stuff with that they had some stuff with uh uh checkpoints like at airports and stuff like that they want to create a crowd of people trying to go through and and okay. and things like that i mean uh it's sort of like you know whatever you want um but i think that the other part is is like you know the, obviously that the more the further away it is the more work it takes and they have a whole group in orlando that just does contract work to to support that so i mean oh okay yeah yeah so it's 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 not the same level as same intensity as say okay whoa it's a power outage oh i see there's <laughs> my lights what, what had happened just now the lights went out on yeah me. did you uh, notice that when i started talking about hey we do some military simulations the lights just cut out yeah, yeah. i know think no, about I think, this I think, yeah what is that I'm a little suspicious right peter now. is that a laser is that a laser on you you got is that no no okay no no i was just seeing something come with me if you want to live unbelievable uh, well no, that's that's cool so um, yeah but you obviously you stayed abreast of the uh, the video game industry yeah and, I mean, uh, I, so yeah. What 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 are you what are your what are you thinking about it? How do you they, how do you feel things have, have progressed most, since you were in? Oh, so the, when I was in it, it was the Xbox 360, and so I mean things have like I mean it's it's like 10x. I mean we were fighting. PS3. That is PS3 and Xbox 360. Although we always at, at Electronic Arts, we always developed on the uh, on the Xbox 360. The interesting part is like for Electronic Arts, like. Electronic Arts is huge. Like they have like I don't know a thousand yeah. people at least or something like that, and probably more than that now. But um, they would have whole teams just for like PlayStation Three. They would have like four or five people, and you'd have other studios all working on PlayStation Three or Xbox Three Sixty. Like like beating it. That like they said at one point Sony had come to visit, and they're like, oh, Electronic Arts actually makes more software for the Sony PlayStation than Sony does. <laughs> like, <laughs> like wow, okay, let's let's, let's, let's get on board with that. But then uh, the other part is like at Irrational Games, there was literally one guy who was tasked to port, like to, to oh, make, they're like, like make this, make the whole game run on PS4. <laughs> like, there you go. Like, like meanwhile, meanwhile, EA has the, has the Armada, you know, it's just like they're, they're just like the, 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 the army coming in. But, um, yeah. but yeah, the Xbox 360 stuff, I mean, the difference now is that, like, I remember there was a time, like, the memory, especially, in my opinion, is, like, the, a, a huge difference. We were always running out of memory with, uh, with the Xbox 360. So, I mean, for Madden, basically, they would have every, every group, animation, rendering, you know, uh, online, would have, they, would, they would have their pre-allocated chunk of memory, and then that was fixed. And if you went over, 
Like there was a time we were so close that one guy added, basically, he doubled the size of some array just by accident. That's just the way it works. And yeah. like everything ground to a ground to a halt. <laughs> like it started up and it was like, uh, sorry, like you're out of memory. And then oh, wow. what would happen is, is, is people would start pocketing like memory. Like you'd be like, oh, I'll just allocate, I'll just allocate a little bit because I know, <laughs> I know at the end I'm going to need it. And I'm oh, not, you know, man. so, and, and then the other part would be like, you'd try to like, it'd be like, oh, add, add some feature in like, oh, we want to make the grass look so much better. Or the crowds look so much better. And so it's like, you know, you, you'd be tasked with doing that, but you're also trying to do that in the context of the memory being like 99% full. So then you get into this thing of like bargaining, like with the artist, be like, hey, can you guys like, uh, like, uh, turn down the jerseys a little bit? Or, you know, <laughs> right. like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to turn down the, does, uh, does, you know, does, does Ben Franklin want to turn down the jerseys? Is that, is that what we want to do? Is that, that how it, yeah, well, I mean, it was, it was like, there, there was times when it was like, like literally somebody has to give up something in order to, to do that, you know, to, to get something there. But I mean, um, yeah. So, that you leave that to the people doing the game as opposed to some manager sort of making these these calls where just yeah like, yeah you can tone down the way how awesome it looks when the trees and the distance blow on the breeze yeah so we can have we can have you know foreground grass look sharper or something like that exactly but but was that not always the case no I mean like it, it was very interesting so the so the, the way that they design design games as a whole is that you have game designers and so the game designers come with a game design document. The game design document then goes to the kind of like the, the there's it kind of gets broken. There's like the art department who then kind of figures out, hey, like you want to have people smile. Well, we need to have like faces and poses and stuff like that of people smiling. And then there's the other part where the programmers. So you'd have like a art design document and then a technical design document. And those those design documents like you you'd be like making like hours and estimates and stuff like that. And like sometimes you're just like like pulling stuff out of your ass like you're just like this will take 20 hours this will this will take this will take four hours to like figure out this assuming everything lines up perfectly which like it never does it's like like all this like hits hits like the real production it's like like it just crashes those sort of estimates never uh you know i work at a software company too doing far far more boring things but um, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah. oh, here, here's, here's a feature. How long is it going to take to do? Yeah. Uh, no one has any idea, but they're just like, uh, <laughs> uh <seven> hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, yeah. It's always one hour. It could take 20 hours. It doesn't matter, but management needs like a number. Yeah. Like, okay. Here's your number, bro. That's yeah. true. It's like, you want numbers? Here's your numbers. You know, yeah, it's here's like, your number. is it lunchtime yet? Yeah, we'd be like, just playing the game. Like it'd be two weeks. That was the fun. That was that was like the standard thing at EA. You'd be yeah. like, oh, how long is it gonna take to improve the graph? The grass. You're like, two weeks. And then, like, <laughs> yeah. Take like five minutes, and you just like coast for two weeks. And uh, it's like, yeah, I did it. It was awesome. Here you go, bud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. There's there's just like I mean, there's so much. The other part is as these organizations get bigger, like the level of miscommunication gets so much higher. And so like one part was. So the very first game I worked on was Superman Returns. Yes, we have to talk about the cape. Jesus. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I played that. Was that for the original Xbox? Uh, or that was the 360? Or was that? That was for the... So, <laughs> it was for... Like, the 360 was the primary development platform. And then, like, 
there there was like like I, I think it was yeah PS3 stuff, but then there was like like in the middle of this, they were like, yeah, uh, we need to support like Xbox and PS2, and it's like, okay, like like it's a drastic difference between those oh, two yeah. things, you know, okay. and and that just like I mean, it was already it, it goes back to the idea of like like uh, uh oh so sorry miscommunication so there was like so I remember one time I sent I sent an email and I was like hey like can we like for a character you have this idea of a skeleton and then you animate the skeleton and the geometry kind of goes along for the ride so that's called skinning so you skin a character you animate the skeleton and then the geometry goes on uh okay. over it and so then um there was there was a question I asked which was like um I think it was like like I don't know, like the, the, I don't know, like the maximum number of bones we can support. Like how, how many, how many bones can we have in this character? So my email got sent over to the animation guys. That email got sent over to uh, the art guys. And then the art guys <laughs> sent it back to me asking me, like, like the chain, the chain was so, <laughs> the chain was so long. Like yeah. they actually, nobody checked the first one. And I was like, okay, like, like that's how I knew. That's when I knew that the Superman Returns was going to be ninety Metacritic. That's oh yeah, that when you said like how many bones are going to be like two weeks. Just <laughs> <laughs> reply back. Like two uh, weeks of bones. How many bones? Are, so actually, the the character in Madden had more bones than the human body. I think at one point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, what they did is they would have like they'd have bones for hair. They have bones for rags. Like um, yeah. uh, so they could animate. They could animate that. They had. Uh, they had animations for like the the jersey and all these like these helper things, and so I was like, like we've crossed some threshold when you have more bones <laughs> in the character than in, in a person. But uh, exactly. yeah, so I mean, there's that that was uh, interesting. But yeah, the, the Superman uh, cape stuff. Uh, was there something in particular? I, I I mean, there's a few things I remember about that. You were talking. You, you were always that. saying how much of a big deal they. <laughs> they would kept hounding you on building the cape because it was going to be the first time. Uh, yeah. It's like hair for Pixar, how making hair look more and more realistic and water look more and yeah. more realistic. You were saying the cape was like, wow, we got the cape to look great. Did you see the cape? You bug him. I never played I think I played it once. You <laughs> no, nobody yeah. played it. Yeah. Then, I mean, uh, even we were just like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, this cape, I mean, uh, Simon Swiston was the guy who like engineered the idea of the cape and we didn't have a physics we had we had havoc physics which is a, a physics uh software thing but this this cape in particular was like kind of it, the thing is with with a superhero it's physics and it's not physics so the problem is is like it's it should react like a cape but it can't flip over his head you know and 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 hide his face that looks ridiculous like nobody wants a superhero with a real cape and so then ridiculous yeah so and the other part is superman can fly like he can go from zero to like 500 miles an hour so like if you do that like this i mean what would happen is the cape would like stretch like it, it would look it would just be and then would, would flip over you know so yeah, yeah. basically it's like it's like a mockery of a mockery of the hero of the memory yeah. of superman um and so <laughs> uh he had this idea of like little like kind of capsules and then the artist would have to make it in this way exact way and like there was limits on the angles for each of these things so it couldn't flip over and it couldn't it couldn't twist too much you know it's it's like very much in between like 
it's like you we hit square on this idea of like in between uh, physics and animation. So it's like it's something where it's not pure physics and it's not it's not animated. Like they, at one point they wanted to animate everything. But I mean, um, it, it was it was uh, uh, I mean, and, and he just spent like hours and hours and hours. And it was like it was like he did it. And it was like, wow, like and it tuned it really good. <laughs> yeah. The other part was they had oh, I wish I had the box uh, around, but they would always have pictures of the people's hands like on the cover of the box. That's Superman like this in his hands, but his hands are like, like, we're like, why are you showing the hands? The hands are like, like the worst part. They look like, they look kind of inflated, like, kind of like, like a little mittens. Yeah. Like, like mitten. They're not hands are like, like kind of goofy mittens. And it's like, like gloves filled with water. but like even, but in the trailer and everything like that, yeah, <laughs> they would have, they would have them all, you know, they would always focus on it. Like, why? Like, what are you doing? And another, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I just to say, I, I will tell you that I, um, you said no one played that game. I bought that game, and I and I did try to play it, and um, yeah, it, I thought that the first, I don't know, twenty, thirty, forty minutes of that game, when you know you start, you're flying around, yeah, and I think there's a meteor shower, or something. correct, like big meteors coming down, right, and you, and wow. you got to stop that, like from the beginning of the game to that, I'm just like, I'm all in, this is cool, and then it's like, okay, now you're Metropolis, you know, time to do some missions and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I think like Mizzleplex was there. Yeah. And, Holy and, cow. And it was like, I, um, I couldn't get anywhere with these. It was like the hardest game I'd ever played at that point. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know yeah. how to like destroy these guys because yeah. they destroyed me instantly. There's, I didn't know if there was a difficulty setting, but I'm sure I was playing on yeah, the it, one. It, it was just one. It was max difficulty. I think that was. Yeah. That's how it felt, right? So, yeah. so at a certain point, you're just like, well. I would I would put it in every now and again, not to like advance because I knew that was impossible, but just to like fly around as Superman because I thought the animation was so cool and just the the idea of being Superman in Metropolis yeah. like that that turned out great. But but it was it was actually all the business of, of the gameplay I thought where I just I just couldn't get any traction. Yeah, the thing is with designing a game around Superman, Superman is like invulnerable, which yeah. which automatically puts you in a weird spot. So what they did is they flipped it around instead of having Superman, like, oh, someone's like, you know, obviously they have parts where you're like, oh, well, somebody's using kryptonite. That's the one thing. But you can't keep right. using kryptonite for six hours or whatever. You know, right. the game was pretty short. But I mean, what they did is they, they flipped it around and they're like, oh, the city's being destroyed. And you as Superman have to save this kind of third party. So it's sort of like they, they took the vulnerability out of Superman and applied it to everyone around him. And right. so, yeah, they had, um, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of... Uh, we switched engines like halfway between. Originally, we're using oh, the right. Madden. We're using the Madden engine. Then we switched over to this this thing called Render Engine, which is this is kind of something that they had had bought from another company, and they kind of incorporated into their own stuff. It was originally like the GTA kind of two kind of engine, this renderware kind of thing. And so then that was we we switched over to that. That took we shut down for like like weeks, and uh, it, it was like it was it was madness. I mean. Yeah, uh, it's like you kind of look back on it and you're like, <laughs> I have no idea how we got anything, anything done because, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. So when you would when you would go into work, you would sit down, you'd come in, uh, you'd sit, go by the donut table coffee and then you sit in front of a, a computer. What computer were you sitting down with? How yeah. many monitors? What OS? And then what software were you doing 
And what were you doing on a day to day basis? Were you just moving polygons around or drawing yeah. bones or what were you doing? So there's a couple, there's a lot of different things there. One is the, <laughs> these the snack tables that those only came out when we're getting into to alpha in there. And the, oh. the rule with the snack table was like, you find out when they're putting out the candy on the snack table. Because yeah. you just, you just like, you're just like, oh, oh, is there, is there candy here? Oh, is there like Rice Krispies? Oh, I'll just probably like, I'll just get like six of these and just go back all the good stuff and just everybody else can fend themselves. Anyway, so then uh, PCs, regular PCs, Windows PCs. And so then what you would do is you would basically, um, so that's why 360 was a kind of the primary platform. So like, at least, I don't know how they do it now, but I mean, basically you would, um, uh, you would develop on regular like Windows Visual Studio kind of stuff um, for, for code. And then uh, you would uh, connect to the Xbox and then you would kind of deploy your your code in, you know, your your executable on there. And then you would play on the Xbox and try to do what you're, you were gonna do. And then- How long did that take? Like, oh, that like uh, or no, 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 no. So I mean like to compile everything is, I mean, yeah. if you were starting over and trying to compile it was it was like 30 40 minutes to compile everything but once you got past that then it would be like five ten minutes or something like the, okay. the build times yeah i mean but if you're making one change and you have to yeah wait 10 minutes or if it's like it's it's 9 30 at night and you're supposed to fix a bug to fix to do the bug quota oh let's wait like 10 minutes and you're like oh it's getting late yeah, yeah. right you just want to get home yeah. exactly yeah um yeah we would work from so for EA down in Orlando, you'd start at 10 a.m. And usually, I mean, I've heard that it's it's gotten a lot better. But when I, let's say for Superman, that was probably some of the worst, uh, probably the worst. But um, that was 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. for when you were doing, so, so normal development, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then they started making it a little bit like they would start bringing in dinners because they would have like milestones that you're supposed to hit. And then when they had like the alpha stuff where it's like, okay, we're supposed to be finished. But really, we're still adding features and fixing bugs, even though we're like saying we're not doing that. Then it's like 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Then they start adding in Saturday, but they never went full seven day a week. But I mean, it's it's still like you're eating dinner there all the time. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, I feel pressure to do that, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, the, the other funny thing was like Madden, at least the, the whatever, the, the, so that was one year, the five years with Madden, very similar. I mean, it's like, hey, guess what? You're going to ship Madden next year like you know yeah. like like let's uh, like so so you're working on the madden games prior to that so i was worked on so i worked on superman as the first game at electronic yeah. arts then once that was done they're like no more no more of that like right, let's just, right, just right. whatever that was let's stop that and then it was on to uh onto madden and, and ncaa uh they were both going and then um uh yeah i think uh yeah, pretty much that the whole the whole time uh, okay. afterwards. So I, I have a question about Madden. Okay, so yeah. so from from a lay person's perspective who doesn't really buy football games, I've played, yeah. I've played some in my career, but to me it just seems like you for each new game, uh, you know, because it comes out every year, you yeah. have new player rosters, which I imagine new like face maps for the new char- you know, the new characters, the new athletes. Right. Um, maybe a couple new like jukes juke moves yep. or something like that <laughs> no that's true that's true yeah. and then and then uh you know uh maybe a couple other things so you can sort of sell it but other than that it's like the exact same game each year 
Is yeah. that true, or is that pretty? Is that pretty far from actually how it's going? Uh, I mean, it is. It is true. Um, so what they did. So w- while I was there, I mean, uh, yes. I mean, fundamentally, it's the same game. Like you're not going to get a soccer game out of a football game. I mean, it's it's going to be the whole <laughs> whole thing. But like when I was there, things I worked on was they wanted to have a tutorial mode where they had like cyber players that kind of rose out of the ground and then. You would, they would show you how to do all of the maneuvers and teach. So tutorial was something new. Then they had, okay. then also in the middle of that, um, they started adding in cutscenes. So cutscenes was like a huge deal for Madden because it's like oh, yeah. normally you just dump in to the the um, to the stadium. When you choose your stadium, choose your teams, you go in. But this yeah. whole idea of just the this was like going from something that had no story to something that now has like slight stories and stuff like that but they had to like unload everything load all of like the cutscene stuff and then like just that process of like shut it all down bring something else up with a scripted camera they had to have a camera thing and they wanted to have the artist wanted to have controls for the cameras and everything like that huge piece so i mean it's like you can say like hey and then another part was trophy room so they had a, a trophy room that you could make and like that was like, how, how do you do that? How do you make, you know, make it all, all work with progression and stuff like that? So, I mean, yes, it is fundamentally the same game, but I mean, they do, they do try to, to add elements. I mean, now I think right. they have much more of a story mode and, and things like that going on. Right. Um, so, I mean, they, they, have to, they have to do stuff like that in order to, 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 keep it, to keep it interesting, to keep it, you know, Different. And keep coming out and, and, and feeling compelled to buy the, the latest Madden, feeling that it's worth their money. Yeah. They, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you get a, like, a lot of people with Madden games where it's just like, they don't care what you do, they're buying the new Madden yep. every year. For sure. Um, Is it still going on, Madden? Yeah. They still have it. Is he still I mean, alive? Actually, it was, I mean, uh, there was they. <laughs> I think he is. I, I think we'd know if he died. Yeah, I so, think he is. Yeah, yeah, we totally know. Oh, no. <laughs> so actually, sports, what sports nuts like us? Come on. Yeah, I know. Like we we know, but actually, after you've been there for so many years, you get a signed no way. Madden wow. football. So and that just showed us football in a glass case. Yeah, EA EA Tiburon. Yeah, so. By, signed by John Madden himself. By John Madden, yeah. So that's How pretty long good. That's on eBay. Yeah. You know, these house repairs don't pay for themselves. You know. <laughs> no. Jeez, yeah. man, it's like never ending. But um, okay. yeah. I got an easy question for you. Sure. Easy. Um, best game and favorite game. <laughs> easy question. Favorite game for me is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That is, that's an easy answer for me. Uh, nice. Probably, um, I mean, I don't know. It's the only game that I've, I've played. Uh, that was for PlayStation 1, I believe. Okay. It was sort of like, like, you know, he had like, like Ghosts and Goblins and like 2D, like side-scroller things. It was like, yeah. this was like a 2D side-scroller, but it's like, it's bigger than like a lot of the other ones that were out of time. It had like CD quality music, which was really good. It had all these little secrets that you try to find and i don't know i go back and i play that like uh i don't know every few years or something like that just okay. because i Some i just like it or the rings are dune he plays I, know. I, I do it's, it's, it's like a classic uh so that's that's my favorite game the best game hmm gosh that's a tough one like the best game that i mean 
my favorite game wouldn't be my best as, game. As an artist, because you are an artist in a way. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow, they, they, they nailed making a video game with this game. Oh, gosh, geez. They nailed it. I mean, I'd say Bioshock was definitely one, because that's one that I definitely played all the way through. And when I was, like, playing it, I was like, like, this is so <laughs> cool. Like, the, the uh, uh, like, the, I don't know, the level of immersion, like, they have the skyhook system. And what was cool was I was interviewing at uh, Irrational Games. I was like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, one of the best things that I liked was the skyhook system. Like, you could hook in and you just go down to the next part. And then the guy was like, oh, yeah, I designed the skyhook system. And I was like, oh, I was like, are you, are you kidding me? And so then. You are my God. Yeah, like, when I, yeah, as soon as I reacted that way, they're like, all right, all right, come on, you can come on. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the other part is, is like, you have some of these, these games that are like Red Dead Redemption, like those kind of games from, from, you know, Rockstar is like, it's just so ridiculous, like the amount of effort that they have to put into that stuff that it's like, like having worked on some of those games, I'm like, this is like, 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 Bioshock, like Infinite is like, I don't know, know like, like a, a, a schooner. It's a schooner, as they'd say in Boston. And then this, this, uh, you know, Rockstar games are like the mega yacht. I mean, I can only imagine just how, how many people they must have working like crazy. Um, Red Dead Redemption things particularly. Yeah, and the same thing, I guess, with this the cyberpunk, you know, 2077. Yeah. That, that's like another ridiculous, right. you know, eight years or something total development. And, they, <laughs> and then, and so the funny part, so we're skipping around a little bit, but like, I, I was like, oh yeah, the cyberpunk 2077, the thing that, that immediately, when I first saw that, so, so Superman Returns, you're guarding the city. So that means that the city is taking up like like designing a city okay you have to have a traffic system you have to have pedestrians you have to have buildings you might have to have day night cycle like you're using up literally like 70 percent of all your resources on the background you know like you know it's like and you're already hurting for memory so when i was like okay these guys are going from the witcher to like a full city game and they've never like done anything like that before i was like Yo, so what's going to happen is, is again, like 70% of it's going to be the city. And then they're going to be like, wait, like we need to like design a whole game. Like now, like they put, yeah. probably put so much effort into making the city work that they, that you almost like, that's, that's like a whole game unto itself. Right. You know, it's like a sim game and then you have to add on all the adventures. So, I mean, the funny part is, is like when Superman Returns was done, I felt like, man, if we could just keep this team and just roll into Superman returns to or another Superman thing, it would be awesome. Everybody, everybody has learned their place. Everybody has self-organized in a way that we can do it. And we can drop these old platforms and just, just continue. And I have a feeling, I just, I just hope that, that for the cyberpunk 2077, like that they, the same thing doesn't happen. Like they've, they've captured it. They, they have it by the tail. Right. Keep going. Like don't, don't just because people are pissed off, whatever, because of the frame rate on, on PlayStation Four or whatever, you know, right. like just just steamroll that and 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 make a huge amount of patches or something and and whatever your next Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven like Revenge AI or something like that is is would is you know guaranteed to be way 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 better. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and I, I, yeah, it seems like games don't really stop being developed um, on launch date anymore at all. It's like they're yeah. just continually getting updated and updated. Yeah. Um, and and they're, they're, I'm thinking of the space game um, that, that came out some time ago. Um, no Man's um, Sky? No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that came out, um, and everyone just hated it. It was just like it, they had oversold it to such an extent yeah. that when it came out, it was like it delivered on almost like none of those promises. Yeah. So rather than just like, you know, oh, well, and kind of crawling into a hole or whatever, they just like, well, let's just get there. Right. And so just re update after update, release after release, they ended up making good on the promise of, of the original game to the point where people are, who probably hated them when that game first came out are like their number one cheerleaders at this point. They're like, yeah, those guys came through. They, they're, you know, they're, they're yep. developers of their word in essence. Yeah. Um, and, and to sort of provide a template for other game designers uh, to be like, yeah, there is literally zero reason to give up. You can turn almost anything around mm. uh, with just, you know, more work, more effort, more innovation or, or whatnot. So, um, I mean, I, th I think with, with Cyberpunk uh, 2077, which I, I have heard that uh, people with PS4s uh, are very displeased with the results. And it's just because well, that's just I, to I, make them buy the PS5, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the complaint was it's slow frame rate. And yeah. It's not as performance as well, but. The designer of the game said, oh, we're sorry. If you want a refund, you can have it. We weren't really testing the PS4, which I don't believe in any way whatsoever. Mm, Sony would have made them. Yeah. It's to make them buy the PS5. Uh, if you want to be cool, you play the cool it game. It certainly doesn't, doesn't hurt the PlayStation 5 sales when you hear that PlayStation 4 is running terribly. I mean, my feel yeah. feeling is that they probably, uh, maybe they kind of outsourced some of that stuff. You know, saying like, hey, like we want to be, we just want to focus on our thing. We're like, apparently like is Cyberpunk 27 launched on like 11 platforms or something ridiculous. Like it, it's, yeah, it's insane. And so it's like, yeah. So I mean, like, like, I don't know, like, like they are just like, I can't imagine. I mean, they probably have a lot of people, but I can imagine that like, like the same thing with, with Superman, like we're not going to put like the, the best people or whoever like on the dying platform, you know, sorry, but right. PlayStation 4 is right. already out. PlayStation 5 is, is going to be the future. And all the people complaining about PlayStation 4 are, are going to, nobody's going to stay on PlayStation 4. Yeah, nobody's really going to listen to them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is unfortunate, but that's what happens. I mean, you have to allocate your time. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like, you really only care if the game is good on the PS5 because that's where everyone's going to be going in the next six months or whatnot. Exactly. So, so and that's about how people will remember, you know, Cyberpunk 19... You know, 2077. It won't yeah. be like the last platform. Yep. Uh, but yeah. Um, so, uh, what what are you playing right now? Mm. Well, I was actually playing Doom. Uh, I love. I so what I like is the. Uh, first of all, I don't know. I don't have time for like a 60 hour game. Like it just right. just out of principle, right? And so then the good yeah. part about like Doom is like you go in. I mean, whatever the the. The new Doom, not not the old 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 Doom. Yeah, um, yeah the, the, the old one that's gotten all the good reviews, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the rock in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. No, hopefully not. Um, that one. No, that one. But it's the. Uh, it's just. It's so quick. I mean, it it really like gets your 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 blood pumping because they 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 put you in a room and then bam, like all this stuff is unleashed and you're just like ah, I gotta like. <laughs> 
figure this out. You cannot stand still. You have to move around. You have to constantly be moving and strafing and 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 working on it. Otherwise, they will just they will just own you. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they came out with an addition to that that I played. And like, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably the last one. I was like, I I do like some of the Call of Duties, but I think that I. <laughs> I almost don't have enough space on my computer because it's oh, like yeah. it's like 100 and what 125 gigabytes just for the game now. I mean, they're pretty Cy- big. Cyberpunk 2077 is like two two Blu-rays or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is it really? You have to yeah. add, pause, to switch disc. Was that laser disc? Yeah, yeah you have one disc. installation disc, one installation disc, and then the, there's the game disc. So, and I think yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two was the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so just I was, massive. I saw that. I was like, holy cow! You know, we're at the end of this this console's lifespan. Yeah. Throwing out the two discs thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, what, where yeah. is Blu-ray now in storage? Blu-ray? I mean, is it is it up, is it up to a hundred gigs? Oh, a Blu-ray disc. Jeez, uh, I don't know. I think it's like forty or something like that. Let's look at. Oh, up. Luke is doing in uh, podcast research. In podcast. Is that? Am I doing that? Uh, yeah, that's something that we do on the podcast. Uh, oh, way way more than we ought to. So you're. They used to be right four gigabytes, like when it was first coming out, and I think they could double it somehow, and they got the fifty. Yeah. And I haven't paid it. I haven't bought a disc in. What I mean, do you buy Blu-ray, Brian? Have you bought a Blu-ray? Um, I have not bought a Blu-ray in quite some time. You're right. Though. 25 gigs, dual layer, 50 gigs. Oh, Still okay. the same? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So, so, one, so it's only 100 gigs. On the, how do they put 200 gigs on there? Mm, you said that one is 200 gigs or something? Oh, for, for Cyberpunk? Uh, mm, I don't think that, I mean... Download only? No, I mean, I I don't think Cyberpunk is two hundred gigs. I think it's I think it's closer to a hundred. I mean, okay. uh, I think Call of Duty was over a hundred. It's like one hundred twenty-five or something like that. Just make okay. three. Just put three on there. Just make it. Just make it back at the, the old, old, old school of like insert your three and a half inch floppy. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. ten times. Are you are you playing strictly on PC? Uh, yeah, actually, I need to get a new PC. This PC is is getting old, but um. That sounds you like need to buy a Mac, Paul. Well, Mac, I mean, they don't really allow gaming on the Macs. Mm. That's not true. The <laughs> Mac is the best PC computer there is right now. Well, okay, let's not get into industrial desktops. Yeah. Are you gonna get another supercomputer? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna get another PC. Although it's it's interesting, the M1, you know, the yeah. the, the M1 is is pretty pretty cool. I mean, I think it has. Uh, I was uh, messaging with some of my other friends, and they were saying that, like, they were discussing whether the the M1 Apple is like the end of a discrete GPU. Like, are they just going to put it all onto the the chip now and just move forward? Because the M1 is basically a superset of the iPhone GPU, and it can kind of do everything it wants there and more, and run the apps. So, is it just going to become like? okay, now we're just going to make an M2 that's even more like that. So you don't need to buy a GPU. You just have our stuff. But the graphics stuff moves so fast. I, I just don't see how that can, you know. Yeah, that's like the next. For a notebook. Yeah, like for a notebook, yeah, you just, you're not going to crack it open and like start fiddling around most likely. But for desktop, I, I think they have to have that. But I mean. For, for gamers and, and the end user, that is amazing. But for developers, you guys are still going to need to, because from my, the way I think of it is when you're making a game, 
you're drawing, uh, let's take a character, the worst character, Mario. Like, you can zoom in vector graphics into Mario and get into such detail, but when you export it or, or render it and compile it to send to the end user on your disk or chip card that they have, or, you're losing all that resolution in getting down to it, right? Like, you, you, the game that you guys are playing before release is ridiculous. Like, it's 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 been 4K yeah. or 8K forever, and... Right. It's, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, they have... So, basically, you're right. Like, so for the heads for Madden, they would sculpt that in, like, ZBrush. And ZBrush, I mean, they use the same stuff for movies, you know, to sculpt heads, you know, and stuff like really? that. So, I mean, like, they, they it would it would look, you know, great. And then, like, then they they have to, like, they have to bring it down to what the hardware can can handle. Although, I mean, it's it's getting better and better and better and better. So, I mean, they can handle a lot now. Uh, it's funny. It's so just one little tangent there. So, on Madden, there there was a football player who actually came to visit the studio, the Tiburon studio, because he's like, he wanted to, like, oh, I want to see where the game's made and stuff like that. And then yeah. he was like, um, to, so this guy... Like uh, one of the artists, and I think one of the guys who used to work with once pulled it up, was like supposed to show him. Like he's like, "Oh, can I see myself in it?" So for Madden, they have like hero heads, like like Brady and like Roethlisberger or something like that. They would like have people dedicated like sculpt that head for that, and then like for the the rest of them, they would have like too many people. There's way too many people. Like you can't have t- people like doing like two thousand, three thousand heads or something. But I mean like um. So they would kind of have a more generic head. So the guy, so the guy, this has flown down obviously to Orlando. Probably he's going to Disney or something. He's like, ah, oh, come on, kids, see me in the game. And so I'm like, yeah. here you are. And it looked nothing like him. <laughs> it was like it was all like low res and like it was like just very generic. And it's like I was like. The DEA people just say, hey, man, get good, and we'll do, like, a full sculpt of your head, bro. Um, so, um, but until then, until <laughs> you get the C-quality heads. Yeah, you get the, you get the second unit treatment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my That's God. terrible. Yeah. yeah I, I guess I, I always thought it wasn't, like, it was sort of, um, they would take photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy enough no, to no. Admit, and then, right. and then you just map those onto. Right. So, right. So it's like you'd have a photo and you like map it onto a, a person's yeah. head and they have like like a few different heads that they can choose, you know, to yeah. do it. But I mean, if you're like if you're like one of the guys that they're going to use in a cutscene or something like that, they would they would sculpt the head like they would have oh, right. they would people like go in and like, you know, there's people who are just modeling heads all day long. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, it's sort of the difference between, you know, uh, a photo mapped on versus somebody yeah. taking the time to, to, to make it, you know, exact. So, yeah, anyway. Could you, could you take home, like, let's say the final game is like 50 gigs, right? Yeah. Is, is there some sort of version of the game that's probably 500 or 250 gigs mm. that can play? Did you guys ever, like, get to, like, keep that or take that home? No. Like a movie, sometimes you keep a cut that's like, this was really cool. Like, I have a friend that has a, uh, was a, worked on a post-production on a movie, and they had a lot of recordings of the actors saying stuff. Mm. And they 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 kept them and and they're funny and they haven't really gotten out yet but they shouldn't be out there. <laughs> like not, yeah, not there I want to see but, uh, if I have. Do you guys have that? Do you guys? No, I mean this is like, that, like it is against the rules. I mean, so to be honest, like when I when I left EA, um, 
so actually I left EA to go to this trading firm for a while. But I mean, the uh, when I left EA, I had my box of all the stuff that I had in it. And some of it has like old discs. Like this is like uh, Madden NFL 07. You know, this is <laughs> Ryan, wow. Ryan Fuerta. <laughs> so this is this is his Xbox, Xbox 2. Notice it's like not Xbox 360. It's Xbox 2. Mm-hmm. And it has like a disc yeah. there. And like this is another one, Beta beta one test you know elijah freeman he's another designer guy and like uh so i mean this and this is just what is this this is just like a regular like cd-rom right yeah it's a dvd i think that they just burned you know they had so they had like a floor where they you would say like hey we need like qa to test this and what they would do is they would actually hire kids in colleges and so then they would have like their testing facility right next to a college and then they would make a bunch of copies of the game and these guys would go in and they'd just be playing it all the time and they would yeah. generate thousands of bugs. I mean, right. it was ludicrous. <laughs> and so like, really? like only like the ones that are like the most egregious, like we would like, you know, we have quotas and stuff like that to do. So, I mean, there's no, so the other part is they did try to make, um, when I was there, they were just thinking about having a PC version of Madden. Because what it was is like you had it on your computer, but you could only send it to the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. And so then now you can just do it. You can just play Madden on your PC. I don't know. I don't think they release a PC version, but they definitely have a PC version that you can do stuff with. And then, and then you know, that makes it a lot easier. You don't have to have this specialized hardware. These dev kits are like 10000 15000 8000 I don't know. They've gotten cheaper, but they, they were very expensive for a while. And so, um, and they have different versions of them with different memory and stuff like that. And so, um, anyway, uh, it, there's there's no big version you can take. There's just random stuff that happened to be in this box, which I took home. And so then, um, <laughs> so yeah. 13-year-old game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that's a... Paul, do you feel like uh, getting up in years, as we all are? Yeah, jeez. Um, do you feel like you're falling behind in computer science in any way, or mm. can you keep up by the internet just in, or by your job, tra- on-job training, or do you feel like you need to go back to school uh, way to learn things? I do. I mean, I think that it is one of those things where the best thing is to have like little projects that you do on your own, where you're not constrained by your work. So, like at the VT Marketplace we're at, we use this thing called Open Scene Graph, but that thing is actually like you know outdated and we've like dragged it more towards the future but if you're so i mean so in that environment like you you kind of have to do more on your own to keep up and it does keep changing it's it's like you're it's a moving target always now the other part is when you're at ea like you are on the ps5 which is state-of-the-art whatever like you know so you're like you're forced in a much more direct way to make more use of everything that that thing has so by default, you're going to be like exposed to a lot more advanced stuff and things like that. Now, the, the difference with EA is like um, just because you're on a game team, just because, hey, I worked on Madden or I worked on Battlefield, that doesn't mean that you know everything about these systems. You might know a teeny piece of it. I mean, when you have 140 people on a game, like you're like, what, less than 1% of the whole game. So, I mean, right. um, so, I mean, the other part is there's core technology guys. And those guys at like EA are like, they're like going into like the assembly of the PlayStation 5 and they're like doing tricks and and doing all sorts of gymnastics in there to make the libraries. Those libraries are then you can give to the game teams. 
the game teams are almost like integrators of these libraries. And that's where all of the, all the pieces that should connect don't connect. <laughs> and that's how you get like the game. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit more piecemeal than people think. People think, oh, you worked on Xbox 360, you must know everything about it. And it's like, well, I know a fair amount about it, but I don't know everything. And so the same thing now and the same thing with, um, and so then, you know, with PlayStation 5, it's a fixed platform. So you really can max it out. With PC, it's changing all the time, but there are some huge, you know, there's these big trends like shaders and stuff like that for the mm -hmm. GPU of being able to like have little programs that run per pixel to do the the, the shading and make it look like a, a material. Now you have ray tracing. Ray tracing is probably the biggest thing. Like I haven't done anything with ray tracing. And so that's that's a piece that I feel like, gosh, you know, somebody's going to want that, you know, like right, at, right, at right. some point. And at the same time, I think also for uh for playstation 5 like it's it's like that ray tracing is like that's built in like that's like you're you really should use that hint hint you know like so I, you, I know what ray tracing is but for our listeners oh Ryan, sorry <laughs> ray tracing is basically so with a uh, uh ray tracing is is let's say for each you know trace the rate you trace the rate i get it yeah <laughs> no you shoot a ray out into this I mean, you can do it different you can do it different ways so like you would shoot a ray, it would intersect the scene, it would bounce, it would bounce again, and then it goes and hits the light. That, that way you get all this indirect lighting. So, I mean, uh, so basically, I, like, yeah. I saw, um, a demo, I saw a demo of that or for PS5 to kind of show um, what the PS5 was capable of, and I think yeah. the, the demo was a, a, some Laura Croft type, but not Laura Croft, like walking through this cave, Mm -hmm. and, and and the light was shining through a hole in the cave up above. Correct. And it was hitting the cave floor, but then yeah. the ambient light was like refracting all over. Exactly. So you had all these kind of like half half tones um, everywhere, and it was very naturalistic and very right. uh, immersive and very interesting. And it was like apparently that sort of lighting effect uh, was not 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 possible in the same way prior right. to that and that's yep. that, that's that's ray tracing is the way the light plays in a scene in essence yeah it's the bouncing of like the light so i mean oh, okay. when you have that like like if you take a game from like five years ago or something like you can kind of do a lot of tricks to make it look like the light is bouncing you could you could like do the art make the art look like there's a light shining on it but mm -hmm. you know you can't move the light around because it'll reveal the illusion but if you have right. this full ray tracing you can move this light you can you know, put it behind a wall and then the light will bounce around into the front and it'll leak all over, you know, and, and that's, that's a huge difference and it's super expensive even, you know, for these things. So it's, it's like, uh, and the other part is reflections. So well, for, if you bouncing a ray off of something like a mirror, it's a perfect thing, you know? So now like in Spider-Man, when Spider-Man clings to the building, you will see the reflection of Spider-Man on the building yeah. and the reflection of the cars below him moving around and the people right. and even on spider-man's suit on the playstation 5 if you zoom in on his spider symbol you will see stuff reflected out into the you know the world so i mean that kind of stuff is 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 new and that's really right. gonna that's, that's true because it's like all due to the the processor being faster or in the software yeah. working integrated with the faster processors and it can draw it live versus painting it into the background exactly it's like it's a couple okay. things one is is they have these really fast like data you know they have these really fast um methods of traversing the scene and that's almost built into hardware and then they have a lot more speed a lot more computation that they can push behind this stuff and even
even at that, they have to do a lot of tricks to make it look smooth, make it look like, you know, it, it, they, they do they do many layers of processing after just the raw bouncing of the, of the light stuff because it looks very noisy. And so they, they smooth out that noise and they do like, they have like AI stuff filtering it. It's like, man, like you have, you have five layers between what the, the output is and what you get. Uh, right. Well, that's so interesting because it's like, yeah, the last uh, Spider-Man game I played on the PS4, uh, you know, I, you know, you're, you're looking for bits of, uh, you know, fakiness or inauthenticity. Yeah. Um, you know, they're there, even as good as the game looked. But, it, but yeah, you would notice that. They'd be climbing on a building, and, and like, the spider reflection, the, you know, Spider-Man, was always kind of, like, gauzy and, like, indistinct, yeah. and much more right. so than you would think he would look in real life. So, so I guess PS5, that's one of the things they fixed. But, but you know, even, even with all that, it does seem like um, the PS5 is not necessarily a leap forward um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, of what it can do. It's, it's just cosmetically uh, what it can do to a, a, a scene in a video game yep. is, is, is very impressive, but um, th- this isn't changing how anyone's playing, playing games. No. Really. It's just no. they just look better. No, the one other part is that they, it is possible to use that type of bouncing for sound so you can get more realistic sound. But again, that's, oh. that's not changing the fundamentals of the game mechanics. I mean, this is that you're right. still holding, uh, you know, the, the, the pad and the buttons, you know, right. there's, the, right. it's like, you know, you get into some, some of the VR stuff or whatever, but I mean, fundamentally 95, 99% of people are going to be using the same kind of controller. And that's where, I mean, almost like that part is, is, you know, if you're, if you're directly controlling a character, there's some, you're already kind of lost the cinematic sense of it in this you know right because exactly. you can go spin not, in circles and go back and forth not to get too far in the weeds of that like brian was described i think we've all saw that like uh six oh, okay. months or a year ago the the yeah. tomb raider scene going through the yeah uh, like the grand canyon or something like that mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing it looks great yeah it looks amazing but it runs into that problem of um the problem with uh, not a problem but a uh, issue with video games playing them is if it was real there probably wouldn't be that much light bouncing yeah off in that room because our eye right. is not a camera and it doesn't do hdr it just goes to light source and iris close oh it's dark iris open right and stuff like that but to play the game and know your surroundings in the game you guys have to light stuff around it and usually the character you are is lit by something that doesn't exist like it's giving right. off light itself so you can see the colors the creases the pockets the yeah. weapon behind you yeah what is that is there is that called anything and uh is everybody just aware of that and they don't try yeah. to so dim it down or does a zombie what's that what's that the last of us or something yeah the last of uh, us last, last of us is, part that's one a zombie two. game where you want it to be darker or the alien game that i haven't played yet right in the alien isolation where oh, they yeah. actually make it more realistic like your iris is part of it versus oh here's your character they're green even though they're in a dark room so. right yeah so it gets into i mean it gets into the idea of art direction so what's interesting is like you mentioned like the lighting so one part of superman returns is that for a lot of comic book characters they have this idea of like three-point lighting so it's like you have a light on the the left and the i think the the right and either top or bottom or something like that and so then they'll have different colors. So when they, when like a person is in a, this heroic pose or something, like they're not lit in any kind of like, you know, it, it's lit in a very, very weird way. Like, yeah, film, like a filmic way, right? I yes. Mean, it's like that you, you can't, you can't have Superman lit as though 
he's like just crawled out of a, an alleyway. Right. He's going to assault you. Right? He's got the five o'clock shadow. The golden boy. And that means, you know, beautiful sunlight right. coming from three different directions. Right. To light. Yeah. So I, I get that totally. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so basically they were, they were looking at that when they were making the game and that's how they're starting. To, that's how they would kind of work on the lighting for the game is try to make it a little bit more comic booky. So, I mean, there's a big difference. I mean, and it goes also for like, is this a cartoony game? Is this realistic? Even if it's realistic, a lot of the game guys want to make it look like a movie. They don't want to make it look like oh, real yeah. life. The only people who might be like, Hey, like we're not going to, we're not going to do anything is like the Gran Turismo guys. Like where it's like, this is a car driving simulation. Let's just right. make it like everybody wants to, you know, as accurate as possible, you know. So, right. so to make it look photorealistic, right? You know, and 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 like you, it's it's completely indistinguishable from you know uh, car race footage that you might see on TV. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like a lot of times they've gotten they've gotten close to that. I saw an ad for PS5 today, and that's where they were touting all the games that they've got coming out. Um, one of one of which was the uh, uh, an NBA game. And there yep. was one clip of that, and was just like, wait, was that, was that from an actual game? Yeah. Uh, and it was like, no, it was just, you know, that's that's, that's the level uh, of of um, I don't know naturalism. I guess some of these games are able to achieve, which is nuts. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned that because back in so even back in in PlayStation Two, they had a Gran Turismo. And I remember I was playing, you know, Gran Turismo with that, and and doing the replay where they have like the higher polygon count cars and stuff like that and so then my sister came into the room and she's like what race are you watching and i was like ha ha but this was even back in playstation 2 so it's very interesting to me how you say that because it feels as though like like there's like realism is almost like what you like like are they are they are they displaying something you're familiar with how long are they displaying it you know how like how fast are things moving um, right. you know, like, like if you showed me like, just like a, a two second clip of Madden, I might be like, oh yeah, that, that must've been a TV football game. Cause I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know any other game or anything like that that does that. But I mean, right. if you're like very familiar with it, you might be like, oh yeah, that guy looks totally fake just because you have the expectation, you yeah. know? So it's, it's just an interesting kind of perceptual idea of like reality you know, what you perceive as real is also informed by your experience and what you're familiar with. But, right. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I, I, like I, your, your fight or flight, like your, the human eye can silhouette a tiger or another human coming towards them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that your brain has to recognize that fast because you need to either get up that tree or you're dead. Yeah. And um, being a social creature, you see you can scan a room and, and you can feel things and if you saw like 50 people like i'd pick brian out just for some reason your brain go oh there's brian like you know who to look for yeah and when you're looking at games your brain can look and see all this stuff and some people like us film guys like oh that's 30 frames that's 24 that's 16 18 that's 60 frames but we can we can tell oh i see what you mean we can sense all this because we're trained a little bit in it yep. but you you can probably just see <laughs> like video games probably go through way more of that like i was saying yeah. The first game you're playing is very high resolution and then compressing it down and realizing choose having to choose which baby gets you know uh, compressed the most in the game in the end it's got to be that that sucks you know and you yeah. work so hard and you don't get seen and the hours don't get shown yeah and uh, it's very yeah. back to, but the fact that we can just tell what's real and what's not real 
Yeah, I mean, close. I think the other part is a lot of times, um, especially for like, so they, they have environment artists and character artists for, for Madden. And the environment artists, they just model stadiums. And so then they put a lot of time into modeling these stadiums. They would put in the individual steps, they put in the handrails, they put all this stuff. And I just yeah. remember that one time it was like, they modeled these stadiums and were just like, the frame rate is just too low. So this guy had to basically go back and destroy, <laughs> you know, destroy their work. You know, he, he cut out all the steps. He just made like the handrails are just like a flat polygon, you know, with the texture on it. <laughs> and like, and like, you know, I can, it, it, it's, it's like you're saying, like, like these guys are putting in a lot of work. And then yeah. what's really sucks is like, you feel like technically maybe you let them down because now they have to, now, now they're reduced to this, you know, like, right. it's like, thanks for nothing. That must, yeah, that must have been pretty disheartening, actually, kind of like deconstructing your meticulously recreated stadium to make it this, you know, yeah. simple, far less impressive thing. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, the stadium suck. It's like, ah, like, yeah, well, okay. Seen it before, right. I've seen the version that didn't make it. Yeah. One phenomenon I've, I've, I've noticed, and I, and I guess this is sort of repeats itself with each new console, but you know, I, I've been playing a, a Battlefront to the Star Wars game for oh, yeah. ever since it came out. That's for all sure. I, uh, I'm a very vanilla gamer. Sure. Um, but uh, <laughs> we're playing that on PS4, but I'm seeing all this stuff for PS5 and have been. So I, I booted it up, I think it was yesterday, and I was looking at a screen that I have very significant, you know, memories of like, holy cow, this looks amazing. I look at it now and just like, eh, it looks, looks like kind of low res to me right yeah. now. Yeah. And you're like, what? Well, how did that happen? I yeah. just saw, I just saw uh, a few shots of PS5, and now I'm looking at, at PS4, giving it side eye, and I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, PS4, PS4 has got me through a lot of hard times. And, yeah. And uh, you know, it deserves better than that, and it's and it's still really, really good. And and uh, you know, for games that are designed on it, of course, it it just it just kills it. But it's just interesting how that happened. I think it probably happens every console release yep. to the point now where you know i look back at uh resident evil one which was a ps1 i think release yep. and i remember when the dog jumps through the window <laughs> and being scared out of my wine mind when that happens and i look at it now and it just looks so quaint and yeah. it's like oh what a funny little guy i was back then in 1998 or whatever it was yeah um, well i mean yeah, it's just it, funny how that happens it's the first time i mean i guess the other part is is it's like, that is what, I mean, so you're seeing it with a lot more experienced eyes. Like it's like the first time anybody's seen like that level of stuff before. Yeah. I mean, right. it does go back to like, what is, what looks real. And it's funny. I mean, you know, it changed just like movie effects change, right? Like if you yeah. go back and look at like young Sherlock Holmes, which is like one of the first, whatever, you know, the guy that jumps out of the stained glass. CG, yeah. yeah. You're just like, Oh, this is janky as hell. But I mean, at the time it's like how did they do this like right this yeah, is magic right. oh my gosh yeah and so we are, we are we are joined by gods in hollywood they're able to create life from nothing yeah and then yeah now it looks yeah like you say janky as hell yeah it's like a, um, or you know even if you go back to like you know jason and the argonauts with harryhausen oh yeah you know, it's like you know you talk to people who saw that in the theater when they were kids and they they're just their eyes get wide and they're like holy cow that was so amazing and you know obviously now it looks it, again very quaint you can see the artistry and the skill it took to do it but it, it's not very like convincing or anything right. 
but back then when that's when that's like you know state of the art you know it blows your mind right. so um yeah it's interesting how the passage of time and the uh the evolution of of um uh, the artistry of illusions can you know yeah evolve and, ch and change our perception of things well i mean it's almost also like a context like like you sort of subtly shift context and you're like for a game you know for this mm -hmm. box that i've seen this is the best i've ever seen this is the most mm -hmm. realistic i've ever seen you know, right. and then right. you're not going to, you're not necessarily going to confuse that for like looking out a window. Right. No. But at the right. same time, you're also like in the context, you're gauging it against, you're gauging it, not against the world, but against like the previous work. And it's right. sort of like, wow, like in the same thing with the special effects, it's like, you're gauging it in a different kind of context for like, for movies I've seen, this looks the most realistic, but you right. know, when I, that's a good point. It, it is. It's, it's, if it's, if it's that, you know, it's groundbreaking for you. If it's the the best you've ever seen, then yeah, that'll that'll be a, a memorable moment for you. But it it will also instantly turn historic, yeah. Because then then the next week or the next month or the next year, you see the next thing, best thing you've ever seen, and and it it, it just starts that other thing on its path to being, you know, to quaintness. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have a yeah. question. For yeah. Fire what away. what is the uh, the the thing that's big now is the phones and, and pads and iPads and whatever, tablets, yeah. and playing games on there where you have to play the game but also put your fingers on top of the elements of the screen mm. um, and touch the, the touch element of it. Yeah. Whereas what we grew up on was mice and clicking and graphic user interfaces right. um, and then having controllers with Atari all the way up to PS5, a controller in which you can be an element on the screen but you're not covering the screen or touching the screen in any way. Is there, are those, is, there a, is there a word that describes both of those situations? And do you have a feeling of them ever converging or would one is better than the other? Mm. Or? It's interesting. I mean, so there was, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a user interface terminology for those. I don't know it. Um, okay. like, like, you know, how it's almost like first person, second person, third person, or something like that for, for like control. It's like you're controlling the screen that you're actually viewing it on versus controlling it, not on it. Um, they did have, um, I remember a long time ago, Steam, the Valve, who's, who had their Steam controller stuff, um, they, they, well, I mean, so they were making, they were going to make their own console sort of at one point, and they had like their own controller, which was mostly just like, touch pads it was almost like just two big touch pads so it's like it's just sort of like a little less uh a little less um a little less assumptions than than an average controller um and so i mean it, it i don't know like like uh it, it the future of those like is there a way to merge those two i mean i i think with sony i mean so sony did that a little bit because they had the touch pad on the PlayStation 4 controller. So you could mm -hmm. sort of like do some gestures and stuff a little. Is it on the four. five, that touchpad? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. Here the five has got, got some haptic stuff happening. Right, they have better haptics than the, than the PlayStation 4. Everybody seems to like their controller. But it feels the like- The controller has resistance to it when you pull a trigger or something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, feet. That, like, controller just looks awesome when they, they the video of them uh breaking down the controller and showing how they built it and it's like it's not just a spring and a trigger now it's a screw that turns and wow. has different layers yeah wow but i mean all those right, like, all those pieces kind of 
you know, all those pieces kind of help. I mean, you could also imagine that if you had something that was like, you know, a little bit like you have buttons, but maybe there's also additional programmable like touch screens on either side or something like that, like something like that gives it a little bit more openness. And also, like you're saying, like a little bit more feedback, like you could have like jolts go left or right or something like that or front to back. I'm just I'm finding it an interesting subject because I've been dealing with some people that aren't too computer savvy. And when I bring them a laptop or a device, one of the first things they do is touch the screen. I'm like, oh no, this is a, I'm like, uh, that's a Mac. You use the, they don't have like a touch screen, whereas the Microsoft is totally embracing tablets and, and laptop yeah. tablet stuff, which I, I don't have a feeling one way or the other, um, but I'm seeing them do it. And the market decides stuff and people are loving their iPhone games or Android games, right. you know, loving touching their games. But I really don't. I really feel like, is a game really only on a PC for you, or can it? And then the next mm. step would be obviously the the consoles. But then these tablet phone games are not real games because you're covering them. To me, you're blocking the screen, and, and right. it's, it's not really reactive. It's not. It's not designed even for the human body. The controller is designed better for our fingers than this touchscreen for like killing and running around and dodging and whatnot. Yet you can watch a kid who is only known an iPhone or a tablet yeah. and he, it's amazing, or he or she is amazing at it. So, yeah. So there's, there's two things that's kind of interesting with that. It's like one is, so for 3d yeah, artists, Brian, I'm interested. so for, <laughs> for 3d artists, a lot of them um, will start off with 3d studio or Maya. So there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of big, big 3d modeling software out there, but sort of like what you start with is what you stick with. And that's sort of the same thing in this case. It's like you start off with the idea of like, oh, well, I'm playing on a mouse. And for me, a mouse and a keyboard and, and the screen, that's, that's great. Like, I don't have to like squint. I don't have to hold things up to my face. I can just kind of like just play it. I can walk away pretty easily. You know, it's, it's very different. I mean, and again, it goes back to like how you've grown up. And the other part was there was a video a long time ago of a little girl with uh, um, a magazine and she's trying to swipe the magazine, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and trying to act like a, a tablet because she's so used to tablets that something that doesn't swipe is weird, right? right. And so I think you do have a generation of people. And, and that's what I don't understand. Like, like these mobile games, like, like they, they have 100 million downloads. And I'm like, wow, like it's just, you know, you really have to like have to, to almost go back to like this, this first principles or like realize that you bring in maybe a lot of your own kind of assumptions of something that, that you like and, and the world has, has, has changed. It rotates around, you know? Yeah. I'm hopeful that maybe some games figure out a way to, okay, I'm going to go sit at my computer and I'm going to do some in-depth gameplay, but then I can also have a version of it that's on my phone. And like in that version, I'm just going to the town and buying some new weapons and doing stuff for inventory for my character. And then when I get back home, that's all changed. Like integrating all of them. And using the different tools for different things. And that's what I meant in terms of like the the real gameplay is going to be in your computer or right. a, a, a console. But then the mobile is a satellite. Down. Right. A satellite. Like you can have something where like the main quest is on your main computer, but you can download the mobile thing and go farming for gold. Right. That's a lot easier. You know, you could split it. I don't think anybody, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody has, has done stuff like that as, as far as I know, it seems like it's always one or the other, and that probably has much Nobody more. Nobody does to, any of my good ideas. Well, it probably has more to do with like the the corporate structure, right? Like the, the, they only want to fund 
they want to fund a game for a platform. They don't want you to have like, what are you talking about? Two games that that talk. What like what if I shut down this team? Like what am I going to do with this other thing? You know, like. Right. And they also don't want to push you know people out of a console and say, hey, why don't you go check this out and welcome to the wonderful world of like you know gaming on your smartphone. Mm. And then they're like, oh, what do I need this console for? You know, you you want to keep them, you know, right where the money's at. Uh, yeah. for that company you know, you don't you don't want them drifting off into something else exactly maybe maybe that's maybe that's it. yeah yeah it's right. it's a lot i mean is there anything you want to tell us about video games that we're not asking um other than we're playing the wrong games no anything about video games i guess i yeah i mean they're very expensive i mean like madden is like Seven i don't it's well, maybe 70 now, but when I was there, it was like 30, 40 million dollars a year just to make the game. And you have 140, oh. 100 and, you know, 120, you know, 120 people plus people like, like working. I mean, it, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, each, each of these games, you know, just like a movie production, right? It's, it's hundreds and hundreds of people just to make one movie. And like, right. you kind of don't realize just how big, you know, this stuff is especially for like these Call of Duty games. Now, granted, there's a lot of smaller studios, like the, the game you were talking about at the beginning, you know, yeah. that, that, that don't have all like the, the, the huge levels and stuff like that. But I mean, like just the, the amount of, of, of time and, and, and money that goes into these things is, is as, you know, like they are like, they are like movies or, or oh, you know, totally. you know. They're, and they're they're box, and the, the amount of money they're making, of course, now, you know, the, the top, yeah. top video games now Eclipse by a lot the top you know film earners well Red Dead Redemption 2 you know they earned just I don't know if it was like 600 million and it's like first you know day of release or something exactly and you're like you're like what yeah uh, because that's just how many units are being sold um, and then yeah. they have in-game purchase too right like you can buy certain suits or horses yeah yeah, yeah I think that's right yeah yep. Yep. yep they get you they get you one way or another season pass <laughs> mm. when did that yeah. start so so in the film world, Paul, yeah, um, it seems to be a balance of both money and talent. The best films, though, I, I, I consider the best films, uh, like the throughout Star Wars, not the one of the best films, but a really good movie. Star Wars was made for about was it ten million dollars, I believe, the first Star Wars. Yeah, and right. it was considered independent and low budget, and and I guess lower budget for how big it was. And like a film like Blade Runner was made for ten million dollars and whatnot, and then had good artistry with it and talent, and they went on to success. And then you have somebody like James Cameron's movies as they got bigger and two hundred, three hundred million dollar budgets, the story kind of went away. The, the spectacle's still there, like a video game, but you know, and there's and there's a and there's one person who who uh, one vision who's in control of it, hmm. which would be similar to a video game, I think, um, yep. but it's not good. Like, is there a, a balance in the video game world of how much money and making sure you have a good leader or is it a good, like, there's a yeah. good team, there's a good leader and there's a bunch of money. What's the balance that's best? Yeah. So, I mean, at least to me, I mean, this is, I come maybe from a more technical perspective is like, I always find like the Japanese kind of game developers, they seem to have like such a, uh, a stronger sense of the, of the technical limitations of these these consoles and they will design around those limits you know so they might the character might not be able to go as fast because hey a game doesn't allow it what is what is i i, I feel like what happens is, is is 
at least in a lot of these games, you have kind of this, this grand vision and it's almost like, okay, here's the vision. You have to implement it. Whereas I think for probably the better way is to say, okay, well, you know, here's the vision. Like how much can we do that's reasonable and how much is unreasonable? Maybe you get a little bit into the unreasonable category. But then the other part is like the game, the, what, whatever the game is, is far more flexible than, than this machine that you're trying to beat into submission. Um, and it feels as though like, like when the, the problems come, like we're talking about with like the, the, the Cyberpunk 2077 and also like for the Superman stuff is where like that vision does not intersect with the hardware in a good way. And I think like at least stuff I've seen, you know, for, for in Japan, I, I just, I just remember seeing like, oh, well, they, they obviously chopped up this, this level smaller so that they can just unload little pieces of it and load other pieces They're like, you know, sort of like th those inherent. I don't know what it is, but that, that feedback process is, it seems to be a lot more consistent. And in terms of money, I think it's really a lot more about like the people and also the amount of passion that people have, you know, for what's, what's going on in there. Cause I'd say that the, the passion can, can, like, if you don't have enough, if you don't have all the money, but you have people who are like crazy interested in what they're trying to do, like you've, you've, you've made up some, some amount of money there. Um, and so I think it's, it's kind of like, you have to get this intersection of something that's interesting, feasible, novel. Um, and, you know, then you kind of start off with this idea of like, okay. Um, and then the other part is, is like um, the idea of you can have, there's, there's hopefully there's going to be more than one game, right? So you could imagine an approach to Cyberpunk 2077 where they have they introduce the characters in, in one game. They have a story, one game. It's a small section of the city. They make all their money there. They figured out how to do the city stuff. And then the next one gets bigger and bigger. Like the Batman, um, you know, they have the, the Arkham games and oh, yeah, stuff like Arkham that. Games, yeah. mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, they kind of start off and, and they, they just kind of made it grow and grow. So what they yeah. instead, they, they tried to start at GTA level. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, they, yeah, that's right. That's what Cyberpunk did. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, you know, you gotta, I, I feel like, yes, you, you're going to make another Cyberpunk. You know, you can make add-ons. You can do that. And the same thing with Madden. There's another dev cycle out there. You can, you can do half of it now, half of it next year, but that never happened. Everybody wanted that feature to be done this cycle. And I think that was to their detriment. Um, anyway, those are my, my projects. Yeah. I, I have one last question um, that, that about video games, um, and I'd probably get in trouble if I don't ask. What is the situation um, with women in games when you started mm. out, and what the, and, you know, how people, yeah. you think of video games as more of a, a, a boy's thing, and then a sure. uh, guy's thing. What was it like when you started, and where is it at now, and what are the differences for somebody being yeah. so woke as you? Yes, that's extremely <laughs> woke as I am. No, but it's interesting because I did, um, I went down to Orlando and I talked to some of the guys that I had, you know, some of the guys are still there, um, you know, at, at EA. That, that's, <laughs> that's I, I don't know, I don't know exactly the physical or mental state, but they're still there. Um, and so then when I was there, it was all, you know, guys, there are very few, you know, uh, women, you know, some, uh, uh, like, they, like few programmer, few, few women programmers. Um, but more maybe in the QA side and stuff like that, uh, women like in the, like the art stuff seemed to be like, that was, oh, obviously, you know, like, like they, they were going to do a good, whatever. 
it's really weird. Like, like the, it seems as though like that was like, like you could be 50, 50, I think it was probably 50, you know, maybe not, but I mean, definitely more than, than the programmer side. Um, I think that, that now it's definitely, and it's not as though like we were like, like cracking like rude jokes or any of that stuff. It was just like, it was just a lot of guys doing a lot of technical stuff. And so then now I have the feeling, you know, from their description that it's like, you can't, you can't go around and make like crude jokes. You have to be very sensitive to people's ideas. They, they, they don't have the crunch uh, nearly as much as they did. Um, they're much more like, I think it's, it's, it's gotten much more, I don't know. I think because people are much more aware of games that it becomes much more like, you know, uh, uh, like much more people from different backgrounds are more interested in it. And I think that's kind of ultimately gets reflected in kind of the composition of these teams because, right. you know, and then that, that in turn, so it's almost like a little wheel. So, I mean, it's like, because there's all these different people, you're going to get different game ideas that appeal to different people and they're going to have their own things. And so it sort of feels like it's, it's opened up a little bit also because the technology has gotten more advanced where, smaller teams can make a more advanced kind of game than what they used to. You're not building the tools, uh, all the tools from scratch, you know? Did you hear that, Brian? It got more advanced so girls can use it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm saying that the wheel of... I have, oh, my I God. One more question oh, gosh. Now I'm in trouble. Uh, I think I do. All right, this Paul uh, and and not being a, a fan or a, a listener of the snack, but I'm going to initiate you right now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. This is the word of the week. Oh my god. And, and I'm I'm happy you're joining us for this. Uh, this is a segment where I will say a fun vocabulary word. Um, Peter and 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 you as well uh, can attempt to to spell this word and then define this word. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and then when when it doesn't happen as as it, as it rarely does, uh, I will then spell and define it um, for our listeners so they so they know what this word is. Um, I I was lazy today. I did, this is just something I found online today before the phone, before the, before the, the, uh, the the podcast. So, um, are you ready for today's word of the week? Yeah, I'm ready. Yes. Okay, here it is. <clears throat> the word is. Parasolini. Parasolini. Damn, it's a French word or an Italian word. It won't help you, but I'll tell you, it's Greek. It's from the Greek. <laughs> well, that's in between Paris and Italy. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of triple difference. Parasolini. So P A R A. Para. Yep. Cellini, S C E L L I N I. I'm gonna say C E L I N I. Yes, yeah, C E L. Okay, P A R A. Are we right so far? You got the para right. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. Para. All right, we lost. We lost. Um, okay, so what? 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 Okay, does, we're figuring out Cellini. Yeah. What does? Yeah. Are you gonna? You're gonna try and spell Cellini, or you want to spell that again, or you want? You want to try and define it? It's up to you. We're trying to spell it. Cellini. S I L L I N I N I. Is that more Greek? I don't know. That sounds pretty Italian. Cellini, like spaghetti. Cellini. There's a lot of eyes in your Cellini. 
I'll throw Paul into the C-E-L-I-N-I. No? These are great no. guesses, and it's, it's basically how it sounds, but uh, it's it's not accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah you got the para right. Yeah. Cellini could be S Y L Y. Oh, it's it's not it's not spelled in, in any way like it's it's pronounced. So uh, I'll just tell you, then we can move on to the definition. It's P A R A. Congrats, you yes. got that right. Yeah. S E L E N E. Oh, with E's. Uh. Lots of E's. Lots of E's. So it looks like paraceline. Yeah. Is, what, is, is how it looks like it's it says. But it's paraceline. Uh, and and what, how would you, what would you hazard a guess as to what this word means? Isn't this the word that Willow says all the time? And Willow, paraceline. Elora Dannon. Elora. Yeah. Peck, 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 peck. Yeah. Oh. Okay, what does it mean? Para is what two in its Latin? Like a pair of? Pair, pair of. Uh, like a pair. I like like a... Are, I like how you guys are thinking. I won't say it's getting close to the actual definition, but it's it's fun to hear you guys talk about it. Like well, we a... both have Latin in yeah. our school, which was yeah. I can't. Oh, advantageous that class that I didn't do well at actually helps me in life. Like I look at words and I can figure them out. Never helps me in the podcast. <laughs> I just re- I just remember Semper Ubi Sububi always wear underwear. <laughs> that, that's that's the whole year of Latin. Wow! Right that's, there. That's, those are good words to live by. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Para 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 parabiosis is like between two people or something like that. So maybe Paraslini is like between two mountains or something. Between two mountains, between yeah, his, his his vote is for Paul's vote is for between two mountains. What do you say? Um, Parasline is the, is the it's like antebellum. It's the it's the peacetime between two wars. Okay, so both of you are in but in, in talking about betweens. Yes. <clears throat> okay, that that's it's it's not it's not that it's it's not true. It's not, <laughs> it, but but it is it isn't really. I would say the para. Is more like the para and paranormal. Oh. If I had to guess. Like beyond normal. So it's like. Right. Like um, parapsychology or. Um, it's actually kind of more towards like crypto and like fake. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what it means because I, 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 don't, I don't think that it's, it's going to come to you guys because I, I, I had never heard this word before and I certainly don't know what it meant and didn't know what it mean, but, uh, meant before I looked it up. But it is. Paraselini is a bright moon-like spot on a lunar halo, a mock moon, or a moon dog. Uh, and I'll use it in a sentence. In this image, the first quarter moon is flanked on both sides of a halo by mock moons, also known as Paraselini or moon dogs. The apparitions are, are formed when moonlight is refracted through thin, plate-shaped ice crystals in cirrus clouds. Whoa. Try, try rendering that. Yeah. <laughs> Ray trace them. Yeah. yeah. Ray trace that. So that that and there you have it. Uh, that was your word of the week. Well, it, it, did we get anything right? Do we get any consolation? Uh, get a no. I don't. I, I <laughs> that that was a tough one. I mean, that that you guys did great for a really tough word of the week, but but no, I can't award you anything for that one. 
You guys, you guys were far away on both. Para, got about four letters. Uh, and Moondog also happened to be the name of a comic book character in my first comic book that I wrote and drew when I was like 10 years old. What it's is Moondog? Moondog? Is that like a small moon around a moon? That's a Paracelini is a Moondog. It's the, it's the, um, the, the, the mock moon when light is refracted through the ice. That's what a Moondog is. I didn't know, I didn't know that when I made it. But, um, so yeah, there you have it. Mm. How'd that feel? Yo, Paul, being being right I, here at Ground Zero for War of the Week. I, are, you, are you feeling pretty shook right now? I am. I'm legit shook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just run that on you. So, uh, what what being a, a a gamer and a game designer or whatnot? Um, is Paul? Is your wife interested in anything? Is she playing any game, or does she just well walk? Ouch, like, oh, you're still playing. Okay. The best I got was when the uh, PlayStation 4 came out, um, there was this Order 1886 game, and she oh, yeah. she uh, played in Tesla's lab in that game for approximately three minutes, and then was like, ah, that was it. <laughs> 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 no games. Even when she grew up, she didn't have a Nintendo. She didn't play Super Mario. So it's like, it's hard sometimes to be like, it's like, you know, don't you know Zelda? Like, no, I don't. Right, right, right. But what's funny, so on the opposite end, my, uh, my mom, she got a, a tablet um, recently. And what I'm surprised, I'm like, hey, did you use your tablet today? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I uh, played Scrabble or I play Solitaire and, uh, or I uh, um, uh, play like picture, uh, find the difference in the picture. And I'm like, what? Like, or it's like you, you like would it would it would be like very 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 weird for you to play games. She doesn't play any computer games, but all of a sudden when she got this tablet, now she's like playing games like every other day. It was like amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a d- democratizing like games by by you know bringing more people into the development of it and then right. creating more platforms that that are accessible to more and more people. Yeah. And you know because everyone likes games. I mean you know you have a a small subset of people who are just like, no, I, I don't like anything that's not serious. Right. I, you know, like the vast majority of people like games, and it's just a matter of meeting them where they live. Where, where are these people? And for some people, it's cell phones. Yes. Some people, it's their tablets. Some people, it's PC, whatever. But, yeah, uh, it's just interesting. It's just like that's that's how you break into that market is you know, mm-hmm. finding finding them where yeah, they live. Like, so, you have two of the greatest minds, uh, at your disposal yes. right now about film and yes. television. <laughs> Uh, yes, I do. Um, what would you like? To I do have questions. I do. In the bear trap. <laughs> um. So you know, I think you know, with our discussion about like special effects and how they've gotten better, and like how it's like you know, I, I was actually looking back at like movies from. I was watching Underworld. So I was watching the Underworld series has gone from like 2016 to 12 to eight to four, and like you can see. Uh, the improvement in, in special effects and stuff like that. Um, and when I look at the Avengers, like, you know, Avengers Endgame, I'm like, they're really on top of it. I mean, like, do you feel like, I don't know, where do you feel that, that spe- do you think special effects is, is like, is is maxed out? Do you think that it's like, you know, is is there any new stuff that you feel like you haven't seen? 
Mm. Brian, you take this one. You're the special effects guy in our. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I I, I feel like um, as advanced as special effects have gotten, you you still have examples where it's like it's just used as a crutch mm. to to um, you know get you through a bad bit of script. And I'm thinking What's an of, example. I'm thinking of Wonder Woman, the final act of Wonder Woman, where um, it's just I don't know what that you know it, it it's like a bunch of stuff happens. Right. Um, you you put some you know some decent CG, but all in service of just nonsense, and it, and it really calls attention to the CG, and it, and it and it feels unreal, and it's it's it doesn't it doesn't keep you in the story and that sort of thing. Um, I I would say if there's a, a new cutting edge to special effects, and I guess this is what they've always strived for is, um, you know, I know we talked about it a lot on this particular episode, but you know, naturalism and and the ability to uh, fool you into thinking that um, an effect is something that's actually happening on set. Mm. Uh, not, so, not so much with like King Kong or something where you know it's, um, you know, it's, it's not real, it's, it's larger than life. Obviously, they didn't build a, a giant mechanical, you know, ape or whatever, but more in like the, you know, uh, the effects, of, you know, that are people. I, I, I think back to... Um, Funnily enough, the uh, you know Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, um, when you had um, characters like Legolas standing on top of like a cave troll mm. and like you know firing at it or whatever, or even in Two Towers when Legolas is like you know uh, a horse is 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 coming down the hill and he does that kind of like crazy maneuver for, to 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 just very smoothly mount this horse at full gallop because he's an elf and he's supposed to be able to do that but it just looks super fake right mm -hmm. or harry potter when when the, the the troll comes into the bathroom and you know there's that thing where harry potter sticks the wand up his nose or whatever and it's like that's meant to be harry potter but it just it looks super fake so it's like that that's i think the place they haven't quite got to yet they're close mm -hmm. um and, and 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 to that point also you have your um your deep fakes, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I, I feel like that is another level. You saw them try to do that in uh, Rogue One, where they had um, a Peter Cushing who played uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh, yeah. And then you had, you know, uh, 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 Carrie Fisher, who, who made an appearance. And they, they tried to recreate their, their faces from the original, you know, Star Wars. And it was uncanny valley stuff. It didn't quite work. Like mm. I thought that that the Tarkin worked okay, but then that last shot of Carrie Fisher was just like. Ugh. So what you kind of have now is a cottage industry of people who are into deep fakes uh, coming in and trying to improve on that. Yeah. Trying to like you know here's my like I, I just watched a video today that was uh, you know people coming in to say this is my deep fake. You know I did this for like you know nothing and it looks better than you know, the, the, the CG, um, you know, third party studio that came in to do this for, for Rogue One. Um, you see this with like, uh, the South Park guys doing that sassy justice thing where they, they have, uh, Peter Serafinowicz, um, doing a Trump impression and then they put Trump's face over it and deep fake <laughs> and, and they just have him say the, like the craziest stuff. Um, and you can still tell it's a deep fake because, you know, they're not spending huge amounts of time on it. But um, but I think it to the point where we can get and, and essentially resurrect some of our older movie stars uh, or, or, you know, 
make them young again like they tried to do in the Irishman, but I didn't mm. think were very successful. Right. Um, I think that's the next like level in, in special effects. I, I feel like the the stuff that you think of uh, with you know motion capture or you know vistas of sci-fi landscapes, I feel like that's that's done. They figured that out. You know they can always make it better, but the thing they just haven't figured out yet and they're really working on is faces and, and yeah. humans and making them move correctly and all that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's all wrong. Um, <laughs> no, that, that, that's a really, really, really good point. The, you, you brought out the problems being uh, something I mentioned earlier was the human recognition. Like when we see a silhouette or we see a human being, that's where 98% of the population, no matter who they are, can look at it and be like, that's fake. Right. Because it's right. a human. You're, the, as, since we're babies, we've been trained to recognize what the human feature is. The backgrounds, the alien creatures, the spaceships, uh, they are, they are, they're amazing in what, in what they're able to do now. Mm. Um, and then I think in film, they run into the issue of photorealistic. Or do we have the spaceship lit from someplace that doesn't exist right. so it pops out? They, they, they make those decisions as well. Um, the biggest factor with special effects, it's just like the video game industry, is time and money and how many effect shots you have. Mm. And then you don't have enough time, so you farm it out to five, six, seven, eight, ten effect shops. And they have to be working on something that's going to be in the same movie is very difficult. So having somebody who's in charge of that, making sure they're using the same color palette, or when they get it, it's in a format in which they can color time it, that it would be in the same palette. Mm. Um, that um, came through in our most recent podcast. We're talking about, um, I watched the Hobbit series, which was made after Lord of the Rings. Mm. And so the CG was much better. And Peter Jackson just recently went through and watched all six movies and color timed them all at once. He didn't redo any CG, but he recolor timed them. And by doing that, he would make things like a Legolas catching a horse as it ran by or standing on top of the Oliphants or doing this, that. And by color timing it, it made it more real because they probably shaded or blended around um, his, the edges and then sharpened stuff around his face and whatnot. And it looked much better and much more photorealistic real. Um, he still looks lightweight, which elves are supposed to be like half as half the weight um, or a quarter of the weight, I forget. <clears throat> But my big thing about um, uh, computer graphics is right now we have eyeballs and our eyeballs see things, light comes in and then our mind records it and our mind sees it and it kind of matches to what we see light ref reflecting on and it's all fake in our head. Mm -hmm. And there's actual delay from the time from the light to get to our iris, to get to our brain. It's like point, what is it, point zero six eight seconds or something for us to actually see something. Um, eventually that's going to go away because we're just going to be beaming thoughts and images into our brain and skip the eyeball. And we're going to have, um, holodecks either. Okay. First we're going to have holodecks where we're in a virtual reality, reality room. Mm. It's like holodecks. And that's when special effects, that's what we're all building towards somebody being in their own movie. Mm. And then eventually it's just going to be in our brains. And then the whole simulation theory comes along. So it's the beginning of that, recreating visually something that's 2D. But you guys are building in 3D most of the time, right? Mm -hmm. Video games and movie studios because they have to reflect the light in different ways. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's 
it's it's it's fascinating to me um, because it's an art, but it's such a tech. It's one of the most technical arts because it requires machines, and eventually computers will learn how to do it and take over the world and create false realities for us. Yeah, deep Yay, fake, deep man. fake the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Matrix. Wow. Yeah, fun. But graphics are they, they're obviously they're getting better. That's um, the thing. And the the final product uh, going from film to HD to 4K and then. Uh, 8K is probably in two years. Everybody's going to start buying those. And mm. by that time, our eyes, our eye resolution is just going to be like, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, and you won't be able to tell a thing. Not like, my eyes. <laughs> 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 Not with that Zoom feature you got built into those eyes. That's right. And Brian's just like, enhance. <laughs> I see in the reflection. Yeah. Enhance this. I just I just saw Legolas's butt in this shot and the and the reflection on the raindrop. Wow! Behind him, this is amazing. Enhance again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any other questions, Paul? Mm, I don't. Know. I could ask you about uh, what do you think of the Apple M1 chip? What do you think about Tesla Autopilot? Ah, yes. We could we could get into a little. Apple News. We do a thing called Apple News. People love love this part of the show. Brian loves it. Yeah, uh, that's great. We don't the M1 happens. No, go ahead. Yeah. The M1 chip is um, it, it's it's probably been around for three years, sitting mm. on the shelf. But they waited until the software and uh, probably the other components could make it so the battery life was the prime feature of this because that's what people people are you know browser basing like most people use email and browsers for their laptops you know um just to get their work done that was pretty much solved in the last 10 years basically every computer is fast enough for everybody for at least three years and so you don't need to worry about that but the battery life was five six seven eight hours ten hours was like oh my god ten hours yeah well now now these new ones can play movies you know all day long, 20, 20 hours plus. Um, and then basic use is like 16 hours or 15 hours or something like that. I mean, you're, you're, you wake up, you use it, and you go to sleep. It's, you just charge it overnight, just like your phone. So yeah. that's the biggest thing about this chip is that it's doing things up, you know, at least twice as fast as a current Intel chip, but then with 75% of the battery still available. Like if some people are doing renders and it takes 14 minutes and it still has 91% battery. You do it on the exact uh, computer that was the Intel that was released this summer and it's at 24% battery and it took 48 minutes. Mm. That is a huge deal. The fact that there's no fans on the smallest ones. Oh, really? Wow. Um, but wait till, just like you said, wait till they get the M2 where they start doing the, the Mac Pros, the ones that are going to be integrating the graphics cards. Or are they going to outboard the graphics card as well on the bigger machines where you can actually put them in? Mm. How's that going to work? It's very, very exciting. Um, even, um, I don't know how scary it is for the other, you know, makers of chips are. Are they like worried like, well, Apple, Apple's not making them. They're designing and then having somebody else make them. And it's all ARM, so everybody has the access to help make their own design chips. But it's just like, I wonder how many kids who graduate this year from computer science or, or are going to want to go to that team because 
you know, it's the, it's the coolest right. and the fastest, literally the coolest. Um, and I, I'm really excited. And it's because Apple's doing it usually like, oh, it's going to cost so much. The first thing they came out with, it, it beats just about every 98% of the computers on sale today yeah. for, for $9.99. And you get a screen and you get storage and you get really small. It's like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a leapfrog. It's, it's a, um, it's, it's a huge deal. So, uh, two things. One is I did look it up and uh, the M1 GPU does support ray tracing, which I thought was very interesting. Um, even though I have never seen any, I haven't seen any demo of it, you know, but at least they say it does. The other part that I thought was interesting was NVIDIA bought ARM for like, like $40 billion. And uh, it turns out for the M1, they licensed the ARM uh, instruction set. <laughs> so I'm sure like Apple was like, ha ha, we're going to have our own buddies in arm. And then like NVIDIA is like, <laughs> like wah, wah. we just bought arm. Uh, You're still dealing with us. Even if you don't use our chips. Mm -hmm. I, I, that, that whole, that whole world of, uh, those companies fighting each other and, and, and buying and selling, um, you know, intellectual property and, but not as this, oof, that's a mess. That's for the lawyers. But uh, yeah. the thing is, the chip is available right now and you can go out and get it. And it's, it's like, I don't even know what it's compared to a Cray computer back in the eighties. Like the supercomputer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cray. I mean, it's like that. I think the iPhone, the original, like, I think the iPhones now are like, I mean, way faster than Cray, like Cray one yeah. or something like that. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Where did we where did we learn about Cray's? Was that Jurassic Park? No, they they sat in they um, had Cray computers in Tron, right? In the set of Tron. Oh, okay. Because they have benches around it. It was in a round. Yeah. And you could have leather um, benches that went sat around it. What was oh, what wow. was that? Too too many secrets. Uh, sneakers. Sneakers oh, also sneakers. featured yeah, uh, yeah, Cray yeah. computer uh, that they sat on, and uh, C Tech. And that was a good movie. C Tech Astronomy. C Tech Astronomy. <laughs> Um, and then the other question you asked was Tesla. So Tesla uh, autopilot, right? So I uh, this weekend I took ownership of my first Tesla. My really, we you were, have it. We're trading in BMW and going to Tesla, so mm -hmm. I have it. So we got a red Model Y performance. Mm. Um, it has a white interior, uh, so the kids aren't allowed to get in the car, so they have to walk yeah. to school. But they have <laughs> bonus. That's fine. Uh, it. The, the pickup, I had my, my, my chiropractor buddy come with me to help me look at the car because I was really worried about the quality assurance and the panels and, and everything, the lights and the tires. I was, you know, I'm about to pick up this car and I just hear so many complaints of people online because uh, Tesla has a ton of fanboys, but then they have a ton of haters and you don't know what to believe. Right. And surprisingly, the, the, the within tolerance things were there, like the, the, the rear lights, like if you rub your handle on the metal, all of a sudden you feel... The plastic of the light, it's not smooth. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a bump there. But if you just look at it glancing, you don't see it. Mm -hmm. um, no scratches, no this or that. There was some dirt marks on the, the leather, like very shady. You could see like somebody with a dirty glove put this chair in. Mm. It was like, uh, just wipe it down or clean it up. It, it, it didn't, doesn't make sense. But everything was fine, so I took delivery of it. Uh, I, I've driven, we've driven 29 miles in three days, <laughs> so we haven't driven it much. Um, but when I brought it home, um, the I opened it up and the kids got in 
and they were ecstatic. They had a freaking blast with, you know, folding the seats down, uh, playing games on the screen. The fart app is a huge hit in our family. Um, they, they, they love it. It has much less bells and whistles inside than like a BMW, but the whole idea of what it is, it was like, we were in there for two and a half hours and my wife got into the car and I was like, this is what they did. This is what they did. They were playing all the stuff. And she looks at me and we both like almost at the same time. We were like, and it also drives. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a smartphone is what it is. And it, and has a big battery with wheels. Um, the um, autopilot I have not used yet. Uh, the cameras have to get calibrated, and they calibrated probably about 10, 12 miles. So it wasn't long. didn't take too long to get calibrated. But I haven't, mm. I haven't gone anywhere yet. So I'm probably going to go on Friday and use the autopilot on a 50-mile drive. Yeah. Um, but I, I have been installing for the last week my own uh, wall charger so I could get the higher amperage. Because um, when you get the Tesla, you can plug it into a... 12 volt outlet and it takes about one to three miles per hour it adds so overnight you get 30 miles maybe Mm. Uh, really and with this other with the charger that i installed you get 30 what was i getting 38 miles an hour charged so it's 10 times as fast so that was that was a good decision of mine to do. Yeah, so it's a pretty much article. within two to three hours, you pretty much can go anywhere again. Um, and that was pretty. And everything worked. I installed it myself. That was a pretty big deal. Going, you know, two to, to two pole for two forty, and uh, to a hundred amp panel to a sixty amp breaker, and installing that. But I did it because uh, I wanted to try it, and I saved some money doing that. Um, and I'm very happy with everything so far. I didn't have anybody to walk me through all the, the stuff on the screen and all the little bells and whistles it has that you have to try to figure out for yourself, all the settings, and then the app that you use with it. Mm. Uh, and you try to watch all the videos online, and it's like other Tesla people are teaching you more than the Tesla stuff. Um, but so far, it's been a good experience versus what... I've read a, read about and was concerned about bad experiences. So I'm I'm happy so far. Awesome. Um, and uh, the few times that I've actually pressed the accelerator really quick, it's like, oh, it's holy shit. <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's pretty intense. It's really fun. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Do you know the zero? To, do you know the zero to sixty time? Yeah, it's rated at three point five. Wow. Which is as fast as my BMW M5 that I had for two years and so i didn't trade off on that but now it's a cheaper car and it's more of a family car with some storage in the back and a fart fart game and no and no gasoline bills uh no no gasoline bills i will um since we're not driving too much we probably won't be over the holiday i'm not going to know what the electric bill is because i heard some of the people complaining like oh my electric bill went crazy since i've been charging this I was oh, like, yeah. I, I thought the whole thing was this is cheaper, so I, I'll let you know about that. Yeah, um, but it is it is not a disappointment. When you drive it, you're like, it takes you a day or two to get used to it because you hit the accelerator and you go and it's quick, but then you just let go of the accelerator. And if you've ever been in a golf cart, it it's the same feeling. Like the the engine slows you down, not brakes, unless you have an oh. emergency and you hit the brakes. Hmm. You rarely touch the brakes in this car. It's always uh, it's called regenerative regenerative braking. It's the motor winding down that slows you down, oh. um, and it's and it's a setting 
change, but it's really nice having you on because you gain more battery power back when you do that. And it's very, it's a, it's an interesting feeling you got to get used to. But then when you go back into a internal combustion engine car, all of a sudden you have to turn it on instead of just going to drive and go, you have to turn it on, let it warm up, uh, go, it switches gears. It's loud. It's like all of a sudden, like, wow, this is ancient. <laughs> right. right. That's so far. So far, so good. Cool. That's awesome. You should post some. You should post some photos on the snack of the new car. We'd like to see it. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was. We named it the the Bloody Baron. Oh, that sounds Whoa. cool. From um, Harry Potter. Nice. So it's a little scary now. Well, it's it's kind of creepy. My my boys are into. We just we just finished book six. Oh. And. Uh, and I was like, well, that's, I don't know where, because I looked at it, I was like, bloody. I was like, I wonder if the last time I heard that, bloody baron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry, snack fans. There was a character in the Witcher series named the bloody baron as well. So, <laughs> or genre, whichever one you want to choose. Uh, well, um, Paul, I tell you what, you, we, we said we'd uh, get you out of here in an hour, and here we are <laughs> at two hours. Oh, geez. We've kept you. We've yeah, kept you. that's fine. We've made your life that much less pleasant. Oh, uh, no, no. And you've made our lives so much more pleasant and, and, and improved these, this podcast by at least 50%. Uh, <laughs> just, just on numerics or something? I just 33%. Yeah, he's talking about me. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Excellent. Um, well, cool. anyway, so, so yeah. uh, I, what, what do you want to do, Peter? I mean, I feel like we've, we've, we've tortured poor Paul. Enough. Yes. I feel like we've got enough for a podcast. Is you want to? You want to? We'll we'll call it a night. What do you want to do? Yeah, we could we could call it a night, and we could uh, resume our regular doom and gloom. But we do some reviews and make some recommendations, and like maybe before or after Christmas. Oh, we could do it like right after Christmas. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Okay. I think it's a good feel feel good podcast. And yeah, it was good. It was good. Very I had formative. no idea we were going to do it. I apologize. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> that's the way it goes. It's yeah, like no, when, you, when you, when you, it's like when you set up a date with two girls and they both meet and they're like, and you're all like, you guys into this? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. I have a lot of experience with that. Quite Quite similar. <laughs> quite similar. Uh, the emotions are very, very similar. Uh, Paul, I'll oh, send wow. you a link to the rest of our 124 podcasts so you can catch. <laughs> I'll, I'll binge listen. Oh yeah, I'll listen you to three at a time. You won't be able to stop yourself. You'll be just like, you'll finish one. You're like, I gotta listen to the next one. And two hours later, you'll listen to that one too. And start the next one. It's all right. Uh, so a little snack is a euphemism. It's really like a big ass meal. Yeah, there you go. So true. Man. So true. We, we don't do short ones. Uh, as, as, as you can see, I, I think Peter probably should have told you that for you. I was like, we don't do short ones. Um, but, but anyway. Cool. Um, well, once again, it was great having you yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Paul, it was great to, to, to talk to you um, and, and get to tap back into some uh, current video game stuff, but also like the old stuff, like hearing mm -hmm. about Superman Returns. That was great. Yeah. Um, anything else for you, Peter, or uh, before we wrap it up? No, I just thank you, Paul. And uh, cool. if our listeners really like this, we'll start calling everybody we know. Excellent. All right. Well, until cool. next time, guys. All right. All right. Until next time, Paul. Thank you. It was a pleasure. See you. Awesome.
Bye. What's up? This is John Miller, associate editor of IGN Xbox 360, and today we're talking about Superman Returns. Well, traditionally, Superman video games have been, uh, shall we say, pieces of crap. Going back in the history of superhero games, these have traditionally been the worst for whatever reason. I think the reason is, is that it's so hard to, to capture all the things that Superman can do, having that super speed, all those superpowers. Basically, with the exception of Kryptonite, Superman really has no weakness. How do you make that into a fun video game? I don't know, and I think EA is still looking for the answer as well. So about Superman Returns. It is loosely based on the movie of the same name released earlier this year, although there is no storyline whatsoever. Basically, you're going to fly around a giant open-world metropolis, and random robots and dragons are going to pop up. You're going to destroy them using your freeze breath, or your super heat vision, or your super blow breath, and then you're going to wait for some more dragons and robots to pop up, and you're going to do it all over again. Now, what is fun about Superman Returns is you really are able to harness all the superpowers. You can fly faster than the speeding bullet simply by holding down the right bumper, and you'll be able to launch from the streets of Metropolis high up in, into the skyline in just a half a second, and you can really just zip all over that city in a matter of seconds. And the feeling of speed is amazing. It's probably the best thing Superman Returns does. Also, the superpowers are pretty cool. You can freeze cars in the street. You can freeze the citizens of Metropolis. You can blow them into the air. Of course, the way this game works is that Metropolis basically has a health bar. And when it is in danger, the game is over when Metropolis takes too many hits. Unfortunately, in this open world, EA really just didn't put enough into it. You can drop down onto the streets of Metropolis and walk around, or you can run around at super flash speed, but there's nothing to do except look for kittens, which uh, basically unlock things like costumes and video clips in the Fortress of Solitude, which is in the pause menu. But other than that, you simply walk around and nothing happens. People walk, cars drive, but you can't go in anywhere. Again, there's no storyline to follow, so basically you just wait for more robots and dragons to respawn, then you kill them again. Eventually, you'll get toward the end of the game, where you have to thwart Lex Luthor and his evil plans of world domination by turning the Earth into you know, a giant crystal. But all the way through, it really just feels like you're, you're just going to hit random enemies and do it all over again. It doesn't have that epic feel that you need to have in a Superman game. The comic book enthusiasts will be happy to see plenty of enemies in there like Bizarro and Parasite and Metallo. So there is much more to it than the movie. Visually, the game actually looks good as you're flying around. The, the sense of speed, like I said, is great. And they have a nice blur effect. And the city, when you're, when you're high above it, it looks pretty good. But when you come down on the ground, the textures are, are pretty basic. And uh, in the end, it's just a very average-looking game. To EA's credit, they did a good job. This is one of the better Superman games that has been developed. It has these fun mechanics, and there are a lot of things you can do with its superpowers. Unfortunately, there's no great enemies to use the powers on. Some things don't make sense, like you can run out of heat vision. It's this problem where the video game universe and the Superman universe collide, and the results just make for a kind of a ho-hum video game experience. Superman fans, however, they're probably going to take a lot of enjoyment just zipping around Metropolis. That, if anything, makes it worth a rental. So check it out, Superman Returns. Read the full review at IGN.com. Take me? No chance.